Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about radical integrity. This is so important because if you look at these studies, Barna's releases these studies every couple years, where they'll look at how many people are in the church, how many people are leaving the church, how many people are joining the church. And what we found out uh, with the studies about a year and a half ago or so, January 18, was that a lot of young people are leaving the church, and one of the biggest reasons they cite is hypocrisy. They see, they're dragged to their churches all, all their life, and they're seeing people, they're talking a whole lot about God, they're talking a whole lot of like, well, about Jesus, but nothing in their life strikes them as being different. Now, I've gotten a chance to see a lot of people in these regular church growthy type approaches, and I've gotten a chance to see some people in, in more traditional uh, like Christian families that you can go in and you really, truly, genuinely know Jesus Christ means something to these people. And there's a radical difference. You go into, into a, a nominal Christian family, and though they may drag their family to church every Sunday, they don't think about God any other time of the week. They're not spending time dedicating their lives to the scriptures. They're not allowing the scriptures to inform themselves. In fact, they don't really have any influence or impact from their Bibles at all because their churches and their pastors don't use the Bibles very frequently. Or if they do, it's just a couple verses up on the screen and nobody brings their Bibles to church anymore. That's why I like where I go now because, you know, you go into a service and you hear the flipping of pages. There's a church up north that I visit every now and again, up not too far from where my cousin lives, and they don't even have cell signals out there. They don't have internet out there. They don't have anything out there. You go up there and it's all page turns because they take the Word of God seriously. There's no other means. There's no other distractions. They go to church to focus on the Word. And that's what's so important. And uh, with all of these young people leaving the church, oftentimes there's a few other things they cite as well. We want to focus on the integrity because the integrity is opposite of hypocrisy. Now, hypocrisy isn't that I'm a sinner. Hypocrisy is, do I profess to be self-righteous in the midst of my sin? And that's why Christ calls the Pharisees hypocrites. Woe to you, Pharisees, you hypocrites. He says in the, the chapter on woes, I want to say it's Matthew 26. I forgot to look it up before the video. I'll put it on the screen down below. But what got me thinking about this is I was reading through First uh, Samuel this weekend. And what we find is two instances where David is fleeing from Saul. Remember that, that David comes into Saul's household. And Saul wants to, he wants to David to bless him. He wants David to play his heart for him. He wants David to calm him because Saul is progressively placing less trust in God and more trust in himself. He is, what started as this humbleness where he, he cowered low and didn't want to be recognized as the king turned into, I am the king and I am the ruler and I am the master and, and I am the king of the universe. And God humbled him down in multiple ways. And then at one point in time, after God, uh, after, uh, God is disobeyed, when Saul goes out to kill the Amalekites and he brings back Agag and all of these, these goats and sheep and cattle, and then Samuel comes, approaches him and says, you did not carry it out. God says to destroy them. You brought them back. Saul says, oh, it's to offer a sacrifice. And Samuel says, what is better, to obey or to sacrifice? And that's so important because as we live out our lives as a Christian, even in the church, I've heard people say it's better to ask forgiveness than it is ask permission. And that is completely antithetically incorrect and 
anti-scripture. Because the scripture says, even if you're going to lose out, even if you're going to lose something, even if it costs you, you hold on to your radical integrity because you don't have anything else. Nothing else. And so David is fleeing Saul and multiple times Saul is going out and trying to get David to kill him for really no good reason. Really no good reason. He goes out to, to kill to kill David. And David hides. In one instance, David's hiding in a cave. Saul goes up. He uses the restroom in the cave. And David's companions with him are saying, Today God gave your enemy to your hands. Kill him. And David says, I will not lay my hand against God's anointed. I mean, maybe he should have laid his hands against, you know, God's rejected, but that's a different case. Regardless, Saul was anointed king and David had so much integrity, he was willing to hide and live as an outlaw rather than kill Saul and take the matters into his own hand. And so when Saul comes in to relieve himself, David cuts off a portion of his robe. And even that he felt bad about. But after Saul goes out, David says, hey, I have here a portion of your robe. I had the ability to kill you and I spared your life. So why are you saying David wants to kill you. And uh, that story is in 1 Samuel 24. Saul goes out, he, he, he goes back home, whatever else, and then, and then after Samuel's death, God departs from Saul. So God is not answering to Saul's requests, you know, should they go up to battle, should they not go up to battle. So a variety of different things occurs, and then Saul wants to kill David again for some reason. And once again, the army, Saul's entire army is now, they're now in pursuit of David. They're trying to kill David. They all fall asleep, and the scriptures tell us this one is in 1 Samuel 26. And God's, uh, God puts the whole camp under some sleep. David and a friend go in, and they take the water jug and the spear from Saul's uh, from Saul's resting place. They go out and then they call out to him, hey, I have here your spear, which I took while you were sleeping. And I have your water jug, which I took when you were sleeping. And once again, he says, why are you saying that I am trying to kill you? I had the ability to kill you and I didn't. And so what we saw is that David lived as an outlaw rather than give up his integrity. And that's what we should be doing as Christians today. We need to give up everything to hold on to our integrity. And I remember when I was in grad school, and uh, I've kind of, I come from this dysfunctional family, and, and uh, my mother's not always the most forthcoming in some things. Well, I had to get wisdom teeth surgery done. And so, you know, I had this insurance policy. I looked over the insurance policy, and I didn't qualify for this insurance policy. It was from a hospital policy. It was a good policy. But I looked at that, and I said, this does not qualify. I am not an undergraduate student. I am not living at home. I'm not receiving support at home. I'm entirely living on my own, on my own resources, in my own town, in my own city, in my own separation. It's my own car, my own insurance, my own everything. I don't qualify for this policy because this is for, this is for a student policy. A graduate student is not a typical college student. It is a different type of degree. It is a different type of pursuit. And when I looked everything over, I said, I don't qualify for this. And I canceled the insurance and I refused to use it. And I paid out of my own resources for those surgeries that I had to get done rather than accept that. Because for me, my integrity was far more important than just, still, oh, that's okay. Just, just put this on there and then I'll cancel it so I don't have this extra burden. 
it probably would have been better for me if I didn't. I mean, I was broke graduate student. They gave us barely enough to live on and told us we were not allowed to have extra jobs. And the integrity was too important for me that I was not going to utilize an insurance policy that by the letter of that policy, I did not qualify for. And I had another situation uh, a number of years later where I had a house where the roof was just getting old and I'm trying to sell the house and the insurance company keeps wanting, uh, no, what was it? The mortgage company kept on wanting me to, to get the roof replaced and bill the insurance company for it. And I said, I can't. This is not damage. It's regular wear and tear. And the mortgage company just did everything they could to try and get me to file a claim with the insurance company. I said, no. I'm going to take the financial hit because my integrity is worth infinitely more than just having some insurance company pay it out for me. I am not living as the world lives. I will give because all of these are God's resources anyway. God has given to me the resources that I have and he puts us through these tests to see if we are truly obedient to his word. And that's what I chose to do. Follow the test to see if I'm truly obedient to his word. And I found that, yeah, I had a lot of integrity. And that to me is way more important. The integrity is way more important than getting some money on little technicalities or whatever else. So do you have that type of radical, uh, radical uh, integrity in your life? That is so critically important. You need to have that. Go read those sections in Samuel. That's 1 Samuel 24 and 1 Samuel 26. You'll read about those and you'll see a man who has deep integrity. Also, I mentioned testings and trials. I do have the book called Testing and Temptations, which is about the difference between being tempted and being tested and the interplay that tests and tempts have in our life. Definitely check out a copy of that book. You can find information about that on ourwalkinchrist.com. It's available anywhere you can pick up books, ebooks, audiobooks. So thanks for coming along and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>